episode of A Ghost in the Magazine. I'm Elle. I'm Al. And today we're covering The Haunting, which wasn't as good as I remembered it being. <laughs> it was definitely not my favorite adaptation of this. I don't think it really did the source material justice, but Mm-mm. you know, it is what it is. For me, this movie is all vibes, like the stuff that yeah. I like about it. The house, excellent. Just like the setting, beautiful. Catherine Zeta-Jones, aspirational, just mm-hmm. looks gorgeous the whole time. I love her wardrobe. I don't know. I don't mind the CGI in it, even though it is pretty No, dated. but the script, however, yikes. <laughs> and there was a, a very strong lack of chemistry between the cast, too, because a lot of these you'll watch, like if you watch like haunting of hill house they felt like a family they felt like mm-hmm. they knew each other and this one just kind of feels like oh this is liam neeson not killing somebody which is weird and then Catherine zeta jones being hot and owen wilson being himself yeah like, in a really cool looking house yeah with some cgi this came out in 99 and I watched this a lot and I think this was one of the first DVDs I owned and I think again I was focusing on the aesthetic but also just like the way that the house attacks them is terrifying I think I mentioned we just recorded Final Destination which I think might actually run after this in the schedule but I'm claustrophobic and when that room starts attacking her and sinks down and like Mm -hmm. traps her on the bed hell no yeah it definitely did give the house its own character which I really do appreciate when the settings feel like they're a part of it and they're like a living character and the house is gorgeous I'm a big sucker for big fancy spiral staircases so the big spiral staircase was like ooh, this is aesthetically pleasing but I felt like I could watch it with the sound off and still get the same experience a (laughs) hundred percent that is it completely it is so pretty it's such a pretty movie even the jank CGI Yeah, well, and like, that's the thing, too, is I had to look it up because I'm like, man, Owen Wilson looks really young in this, but Mm -hmm. the movie quality looks really good. And I didn't realize it was as old as it was because it looks really nice. Like the settings are great. The camera quality is pretty decent. If I wasn't such a big Owen Wilson fan and realized I was like, wow, he looks so young because Liam Mm. Neeson's look the same for he's got that Tom Cruise type of figure he just looks exactly the same and he's never gonna change he's just always gonna look like Liam Neeson and Taken (laughs) Mm -hmm. no matter what you do because that was the thing is like I told you whoever mixed the sound for this movie needed to be fired because I was making candles and so I had my exhaust fan on so I didn't like set my alarm off and I had this on and like had it cranked up because I couldn't hear them talking and then like the jump scare would happen and it was just like blowing out my speakers and it's like okay we get you on this to pay attention to what going on but you also need to like make everything 10 times louder than the whisper talking that's happening (laughs) i really hate that in movies and i don't know i didn't notice it as much in this one but i can see like if you're doing something else if you were walking away unfortunately this had most of my attention i was playing a phone game well (laughs) i was watching it but nothing else like auditory i did have it cranked up but i do remember like the banging in it being annoying but also i just felt like it sounded i don't know it didn't sound crisp either like the banging it was like a very damp 
it was giving janky indie horror game jump scare bangs. It was kind of like we're trying to get your attention, but we don't really know how to get your attention and how this thing is supposed to sound. Like anytime mm. they would open up like the fireplace door thing and the jangling of it, and you don't need to like make it so obvious that they're struggling. We can see that they're mm-hmm. struggling to open the fireplace. And there's that hook thing. They must have seen it because eventually they're like trying to move it, but yeah. like they fought against it for quite a while. I think the first time I tried to open it and I felt it catch, I would start looking for that instead of continuing to just brute force. <laughs> for being as smart as Liam Neeson's character was supposed to be, he had one brain cell. <laughs> The only person that had any semblance of like some sort of awareness of what was going on was Catherine Zeta Jones' character. Yes. And she was also like running on just a handful of brain cells. True. And there was Is it Eleanor, the main woman? Yeah. Is that her name? She was so fucking loopy. Just seemed absolutely out of her head bonkers. I <laughs> how anybody dealt with her took her seriously at all even before she went to the house she Mm -hmm. was picking fights and everything was dramatic she felt like she was like get a disney princess drape herself over furniture and just be like oh the humanity like she had that vibe and like you don't need to have this vibe you're fine you're okay The way that the story played out, too, and, like, how dramatic she was, and to an extent, Mm. Liam Neeson's character was pretty dramatic, too. I was just, like, kind of checked out, and I was kind of laughing at it by, especially when the statue, like, the fountain statue grabbed him and tried to drown him. I was kind of laughing at that point, and I was over it. I was like, oh, shit, this movie did not pan out the way I remembered it. No, no. And and I have such a high standard because I love Haunting of Hill House. Mike Flanagan is one of my favorite directors. That has one of my favorite pieces of cinematography ever filmed in that series. And I loved Eleanor in that series because she was so well-written and she was so captivating. And then you look at this one, and she's just kind of like a lobotomized woman in a nightgown it's just kind of like i don't the children the children it's like the when did the children. children happen like when where, where did the children came from they're just like oh and it's just okay it's just like we're seeing the chill i have to go to the children okay go to the children i guess yes the corny story was a little bit too much too i feel like it was of its time though in yeah. a lot of respects because i feel like i watched a handful of other movies that were about as corny from this time period well it's like i said i thought this was by the same group that did um 13 ghosts because it had mm-hmm. that same big elaborate house and it kind of had the same similar casting style because you have like matthew lillard who was kind of your owen wilson in that movie and the guy who played monk was a little bit more like liam neeson and so you kind of and like similarities with those sorts of things and I think that company did a Haunting of Hill House movie themselves around the same time and then you had Ghost Ship and so it's kind of in that vein of the early 2000s CGI is getting big looking like a PS2 video game haunted house movies. I think you're talking about uh, House on Haunted Hill. House Uh, on Haunted Hill, yeah. And we covered that in another episode. Also, one of the movies of my childhood that wasn't quite the way I remembered it, but it wasn't as bad as this one. I have to give it to them because this one was done by DreamWorks and I think that's Mm -hmm. why we got the really good visuals and the aesthetic. It was pretty state of the art. The budget was there, yeah. Yeah, but and the CGI on the house in Haunted Hill was not its strong point at all. At all. But no. the house on Haunted Hill, like putting it in that old asylum, as exploitative as asylum horror is, in my opinion, it was 
scary it was like a captivating yeah. story and the way it unrolled and i also loved the interplay between the husband and wife that hated each other so i would say if i was ranking them that would definitely go over this one this one definitely again i feel like it was miscast and the script needed some help like the script needed a lot of help to make <laughs> it because it's like there was again you had all the elements there and other people have adapted this with the same source material and the mm -hmm. same characters and done it like leagues above this one. And I think this one was just kind of like in that, ooh, we have a big budget to play with, let's make a spooky house movie. The house definitely is the shining piece of this whole film. The house is gorgeous. The architecture is gorgeous. Like you walk in in that big open like living space that they just wander in. It's like nobody needs an entryway that is that large with a staircase that large. Yeah. <laughs> but it looks great. It's appealing. I was zoning out a lot. And it was one of those that like I couldn't leave because I was making candles. So I was stuck over my stove and my laptop was right here. So like I was visually watching it. And I was still getting checked out at points. And I'm like, yeah. I don't. Owen Wilson's screaming again. Okay. He's... <laughs> Like, and she's being dramatic and curtains yeah. are moving and... Yeah, the story yeah. just wasn't there and the dialogue was awful and yeah. it just fell flat. But it was pretty, again, yeah. just watch it on mute. I think that's it. Watch for aesthetic right in the background, you know? Other yeah. than that, the house in Catherine Zeta-Joe's wardrobe did all the heavy lifting here. Yeah, she was a weird character. She, she was, was very strange. You can tell she's trying to be like big sister or if she would like really wanted to sleep with Eleanor. Or like I couldn't, I couldn't tell. What, like, I felt like she another... was wanting to sleep with her, but that's, that was my yeah, read was like, on it. I was like, is this another like weird, sad, gothic, sapphic story that I'm not catching on to? Like, maybe they wanted yeah, people was, to write fanfic maybe unfortunately know. it's just like avery said when she came on for the supernatural episode she's like there has to be something there that makes you want to write it but it can't be yeah. done well enough the problem is there's not enough there i think to motivate anyone for this to have like a fandom so especially not when you have adaptations that are big enough to actually have the fandoms that yeah. will do it justice the way that it should be done in my opinion but it was definitely a movie it was interesting <laughs> I think like when we look at what we rated the last one, I guess this one's going to be like 1.5 to 2 chuds for me, probably yeah. closer to 1.5 actually. And it sucks because yeah. I feel like I've given worse movies higher scores, but I can't give it much more just because it's so dumb. Because that's like, that's the thing is like with like Final Destination, it was bad and it was stupid, but I was having fun. I was giggling and I was so invested in like the characters, even as much as I hated most of them. But this one, I'm just kind of like, oh, it had the same problem with Ocean's Eleven. I'm very much one of those people that I like actors who I forget who they are when they're in the film. Like that's one of the reasons I love Chris Pine is because no matter what you put him in, I forget that he's Chris Pine. But then if you're watching Chris Pratt, he's always Chris Pratt. Yeah. And I have that issue with, I think, some of these things that in my brain, I'm like, I can't disconnect the fact that this is Owen Wilson and Liam Neeson in a spooky house movie with half-naked Catherine Zeta-Jones. And I feel like it was just not enough for me to forget that I was watching a movie. I could be watching another Owen Wilson movie that I actually, I could be watching the new Disney's Haunted Mansion where Owen Wilson kills it in that movie. And it's very similar. It's 
almost identical to this movie but he was phenomenal in that and I don't know it's just one of those like Ocean's Eleven I think let's put as many big name people in as we can and make it look really cool and flashy and then not put any time in the script because we have Liam Neeson and it's on the verge of the Star Wars hype when he was playing Qui-Gon and we've got like that sort of thing it is you know and it's just I was just not engaged like I wanted to and I love haunted house movies even like, like 13 Ghosts like I know it's Matthew Lillard I can't forget the fact that that's Matthew Lillard but I'm having a blast watching this movie and this one's just kind of like eh, yeah it's okay it's fine it's I yeah yeah it felt long I don't know how long it actually was but it felt long I was so checked out <laughs> yeah I was too I, I kept looking over like it's oh they're still going oh, it's only a, it has. 114 eh, that's a more that's about two hours yeah it's about two hours yeah it's yeah, like it's I not quite like two hours long. but I think it was a nice way to pass the time <laughs> apparently they shot this at two different places in england and then some at specialty's crafted set they do a pretty good job of making it seem like it's one place yeah. i never caught on to the two places plus extra which i'm guessing the extra set was probably like the room that came alive and tried to eat them and probably like the collapsing staircase i'm sure that was probably a built set because then that way they could like rig it up to the way that they need to without actually damaging any architecture kind of thing it's i that's yeah it's fine it's a a, an early 2000s haunted house movie that it exists it exists yeah i feel like they just spent like the budget on the cast and the set and they really yeah it. invested a just just a little bit more into the script <laughs> yeah so you can find this podcast on the interwebs at ghostinthemagazine.site or you can find us on twitter at gitm podcast you can find me at nocturnical and you can find me at maybe mockingbird okay bye